Hey, it's Bob Stoffer. I just wanted to let you know that you can listen to Oilers Now ad-free on Amazon Music, included with Prime. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. Oilers Now with Bob Stoffer, Weekdays at noon on Oilers Radio, 630 Chad. We return to Oilers Now with Bob Stoffer. Brought to you by Digitex. Office supplies at huge savings? Yeah, Digitex does that. D-I-G-I-T-E-X dot C-A on Oilers Radio, 630 Chad. It's 135 in Edmonton. This is Oilers Now. Bob Stoffer, Brendan Escott with you. Royal Pizza celebrating 50 years in Edmonton. Brendan, last night we had the uh, Armchair Hockey League uh, draft at McGregor Stillman. It's a law firm here in the city's uh, West End. And uh, we slid by the uh, Royal Pizza and I, I bought the boys the pie. So uh, I, I know you, I'm often accused of not getting off my wallet very often. Uh, but I, uh, I fueled up my debit card and went in there and uh, it was terrific. Got five different types of pizzas. Uh, the last year's champion, Scott Smith, who's been in that pool for 30 years with me, uh, was very uh, disappointed that I didn't have the Fred special. So I, I know what to get next year. But uh, Royal Pizza, 50 years in Edmonton, still making it great. On now through October, Royal Pizza offering the combo special. Your choice of Greek or Caesar salad with garlic toast, two medium gourmet pizzas, and four anniversary cookies, all for 50 bucks. Pack that up at any of uh, their 14 Edmonton area uh, locations. I, I had an embarrassing moment, though, as I emceed. I emceed uh, drafts two nights in a row. I did one with Jack the night before for a tremendous uh, Oilers partners. Uh, but uh, last night, uh, you ready for this? Which which player do you think not playing for the Oilers would 100% would you think I would end up drafting? If you were to name one guy around the league, you'd say there's no way he's not going to draft that player. Think of a player, Brendan. Um, maybe, maybe we've lost Brendan back in the studio. No, we're we're distracted. I'm sorry, Bob. We're, we're would, finagling okay. some technical stuff like, here. Okay. Is it technical or is it? It is. Is technical. it Brad Whisker in there going, "Hey, we go to the bar tonight after like what's because because that's what happened last <laughs> that, Friday." That's usually what's going yes, on. No, yes. right now we're all right. So, which one player of this draft? So I'm telling a story and no one's listening. Oh, it's uh, it's just like being at home again. Uh, anyhow, I digress. Uh, so, of all of the players in the league not playing for the Edmonton Oilers, think of one player. One player I wanted the Edmonton Oilers to uh, maybe sign as a free agent about four or five years ago out of Europe. Maybe a player that plays on highway number t- uh, a team down on highway number two down in Calgary. Maybe a player that suited up for the Alberta Golden Bears. And I totally forgot to uh, draft him. So guess what I ended up doing? I ended up trading Cedric Paquette 
and a second-round draft choice in the upcoming draft to get Derek Ryan on my team. Just because I wanted the principle, I wanted Derek on the team. So there you go. Uh, not the greatest general manager. First to admit to it. A second rounder. Wow. Uh, for two players that were claimed in the uh, sort of the taxi squad portion. This is, so they didn't even get bidded on because it's a bid process and I run the bidding. So, all right, here we go. Jim Benning is the general manager of the uh, Vancouver Canucks. Of course, Elmer Benning passed away last year. Jim's dad, uh, Brian's dad, uh, Mark Benning, the, the Benning family, a tremendous hockey family. Elmer, a longtime scout with the Montreal Canadiens. We had reference of Carey Price. Elmer was one of the guys that found Carey Price for the Montreal Canadiens organization. Jim Benning uh, previously worked for Pete Chiarelli in Boston. Uh, with Vancouver and has altered the course and the direction and the makeup of the Canucks organization. That's where our, our conversation starts. Here's Canucks GM, Jim Benny. So at this time of the year, hope spring eternal for every franchise in the league, Jim. Just uh, maybe an overview on, on, on how you're feeling about the Canucks heading into the season. I'm excited. Um, you know, As you know, we signed some guys this summer, I think, to bolster the, the skill set of our team. We we seem to have like more experience now in our lineup to go with our young players. Um, and it's been a different feel at training camp so far, like bringing in these experienced guys. You know, they've, they've seen it before, been there before. You know, they've come from winning organizations. They know what it takes to win. And so I think, you know, they've been good for our younger players um, to give them that stability. And, you know, our younger players are excited they're going to be, you know, they're the skilled players of our team and we're going to be reliant on them to continue to get better. But um, it's been a long training camp and I'm excited to get going to see where we're at. Well, let's talk about some of the veterans you brought in. We'll start on defense. Uh, You know, Tyler Myers, last five years of the Jets. Uh, You know, he was a big part of that team last couple of years. And and you also get Jordy Benn, who played a very underrated 18 minutes a game for Montreal. So you got a guy that can play in your first pairing. And Ben will probably, you know, maybe uh, anchor that third pairing a bit as the season goes on. But just a, a, a thought on the rationale. I mean, obviously you got a guy right over, but it also allows you to bridge some other and develop some other guys and give them some more time to maybe percolate in the minors as well. Yeah, and, and I think for the first time, I really like the depth of our defense in our organization. Um, Ole Ulevi, you know, he he's coming off ankle surgery or knee surgery last year, and so he's starting down. But uh, all reports are his first couple games down there have been really good. Um, you know, and we got some other players that had good training camps and are close to playing. So, um you know, but adding those two guys like Tyler, you know, he has lots of experience in the league. He can really skate and move the puck. And, and then Jordy's more of a stay at home, safe, you know, moves the puck up fast, but plays physical. He's going to be paired with Troy Stetcher, and we seem to think that's going to be a good fit. We're joined by Canucks general manager Jim Benning, Bob Stoffer with you on Oilers now. Jim, uh, whereas, you know, maybe last year you, you sort of filtered up the, the bottom end of your forward units or your third and fourth line. This year, you've got two guys that are going to play in your top six uh, that you picked up. But Furland, obviously, brings you a physical dimension. JT Miller has got probably a higher ceiling than he's shown in his career. Just maybe give me some, uh, from your perspective, why those two acquisitions change the sort of top six makeup for the Canucks. Yeah, well, we, in in our pursuit to, you know, keep developing the young players, we wanted to bring in some guys to help out with that development. And 
bringing in Michael Furland, who's you know a physical player that can get in on the forecheck and recover pucks. But when he has the puck on his stick, he makes good plays and he can play with good players. And he's had a good camp for us so far. And J.T. Miller's you know been on good teams and he's kind of played further down in the lineup. But you know now he comes to our team and he's going to get a chance to play in the top six with skilled players. And um, you know the surprising thing about him for me is is you know he's he's a good skater but his his ability to shoot the puck um, to carry the puck and be a smart player to find you know other players on the ice he's had a real good camp and so I'm excited for him and for us because I think he's capable of having a real good season for us obviously you've got two pretty special uh, players down the middle for you one in uh, our broadcast he's known as Elias Peterson but uh, Elias Patterson and uh, and then uh, Bo Horvat and and they complement each other well just because Horvat I mean he has a chance to be you know and he's underrated right now probably in the league but you can make a strong argument he's one of the best all-around second line centers in the National Hockey League. Yeah he both plays when he's playing at his best he's playing a complete game he's playing a 200 foot game you know he's good down low in his own end and defensively and he you know he gets that puck he's he's fast through the neutral zone gaining speed and you know he can take the puck to the net and kind of create sometimes plays out of out of nothing so um, you know he's got better players to play with now he's going to play with Pearson and Miller and that should be a real good line for us and you know Petey is Petey like he he's you know he's always you know looking for ways to improve his game to to get better to you know do something more dynamic and um, you know he's showing that again this year. Were you surprised at how impactful he was last season in his rookie campaign? Well we we knew over time he was going to be a real good player. I was surprised that he stepped in and you know was able to accomplish so much his first time around the league um, he had a real good season the year before in the Swedish Elite League and I think that gave him a lot of confidence and um, he's you know like with all good players he's got that that air about him where he wants to you know be one of the best players in the league and you know he's so he works so hard and he's so focused off the ice that you can see you know why he's accomplished everything that he has at such a young age you have strength down the middle you have some experience experience as well in your third and uh, you know third and fourth holes as well uh, you take a look at Sutter I mean I think he had played under 30 games last year how important is it for him to stay healthy just to give you some options uh, you know down the middle to compliment a guy like Jay Beagle well we you know like he he's when he plays he's a real good player for us because he's a good two-way player he can, Travis can play him in a matchup role against the other team's top lines and because he's a smart defensive player he can shut down good players in the league um, so you know it's important you know we had these conversations this summer he's had some bad luck with injuries the last few few years and it's important for him and for us as a team that he stays healthy because when he plays he can help us win uh, I just uh, I got to ask you about uh, you know you're in a Canadian market and you're hosting the draft and you stepped up and you made a pretty you know pretty gutsy pick in terms of put Coles in and just in the fact that you know we, you might not see him for a year or two uh, still it how challenging is it to, to sell that long-term vision in terms of bringing because the owners are doing the same thing with Broberg obviously he's playing this year over in Europe well, it wasn't it wasn't that hard of a selection. Given that he to fell, make. <laughs> that he, it, we we picked at ten, and 
you know, outside of, you know, two or three guys in the draft, like he was, you know, he's he's a very good player and he's going to be a real good NHL player. And, you know, some people look at the fact, well, he signed to play two years in Russia. If we would have drafted a kid from the, the Western League or the junior leagues or college level, um, you know, they'd be at least two years playing junior or college. Um, and he's playing with men. And he's playing with men. So after two years, um, you know, he wants to come over and he can step right in and play in the NHL in two years. And so, like, some people say, well, that was a, you know, a tough pick to make. But really it wasn't because if you just went on the skill of the player and the potential, you know, we think he can be a real good player for us. Oilers have a guy, Ethan Bear, that spent some time in the minors. Uh, you have a player that, frankly, has a higher ceiling in Quinn Hughes that spent the last couple of years in the NCAA. How do you see him kind of changing the complexion of makeup of your defense? Well, he's he's very dynamic skater, and his ability to beat that first four checker and jump up in the play up ice is. We haven't had a player like this around here the last few years. Um, so you know he's you know he's like a. Uh, you know, a guy that can transition the puck out of our own end so we're not spending as, as much time in our own end. He can skate with it through the neutral zone, and he, he'll hang on to it till he, he, you know, he has a good player, he makes a good play. So um, we have for five, year, five games last year. Um, so I'm excited to see what he can do over the course of the whole season this year. Canucks general manager Jim Benning, Bob Stoffer with you on Oilers now. I just got a, a couple more questions for it. There was a, a sense last year that Jacob Markstrom took a step forward, but the numbers have been the same for two years in a row, save percentage-wise. Like He's given you a pretty good goaltending over the last couple of years, hasn't he? Yeah, he has, but I think you know last year... I think it was noticeable that, you know, uh, from middle of December on, like every game he played, he kept us in the games. Like he, you know, there's some games that we shouldn't have been in the games. We didn't have the, you know, the the skill level of the other teams or we were getting outplayed. But he's a competitive guy and um, he, but he took a step last year and like all the games he played, he won his fair share of them and kept us in the other ones. So we're looking for big things from him. And a bit of a curveball just to wrap up. Uh, I was a 66 like Brian was. Uh, he had a lot more talent than me and played like about 600 games in the NHL. But uh, I, I got to ask you, everyone thinks of you as a skilled offensive defenseman when you came up. Obviously a terrific junior. But you had one of the greatest fights of all time. Rock'em, sock'em robots <laughs> with Lane Lambert. Do you remember that tilt? Because you guys were... Uh, uh, that was I, I just... That was, that was a long time ago. But it was... <laughs> but it was I mean, you kind of chuckle just to think of how I mean there's two guys that weren't you know weren't necessarily but back then everybody fought right yeah. and you guys just traded shots I mean it was well, it was a punch in the yeah. face contest I remember the fight I had with it was a Kurt Giles a defenseman yeah. in Minnesota I thought that was that was a good fight because we were both but, but that's the way it was back then is you know you had to stick up for yourself and you know you, you if you didn't stick up for yourself the league ran right over you so you got to a point where even the fighters back then didn't fight. So, <laughs> so that's the way I look at it. Jim, let's uh, hope all three Canadian teams make the playoffs this year. Thanks, Bob. That's all three Western Canadian teams making the playoffs. That fight, by the way, uh, Mark Hebsher was working in Toronto at that time, and he was the one that coined the phrase Rock'em Sock'em Robots, a fight between Lane Lambert out of the Western uh, Hockey League. Uh, and Jim Benning, uh, Lane was with Detroit, and I mean, 
It was old school. And they were chucking. I think it was from about, uh, off the top of my head, maybe December of 1984 and around that time. It was a great tilt. Just a terrific fight. Uh, Anyhow, I kind of miss that stuff, frankly. I'll be completely honest uh, with you. Special thanks to the Vancouver Canucks PR department for coordinating our request to get on uh, Canucks general manager Jim Benning here on Oilers Now. Still to come. We'll get to this day in Oilers history. By the way, uh, they've got, they're doing some things differently this year in the building to ensure that there's optimal ice conditions and it has a little bit of effect <laughs> during the course of the day. I'll gut through it. Suck it up, Buttercup. I know, I know. There's like Lots of people listening to the show right now that are at work outside during the course of the year or you're up in service rigs or drilling rigs and those sort of things and busting your hump and doing a real job instead of working in the toy department of life, as uh, Bryn Griffiths uh, used to paraphrase uh, back in our days together at the other station. Uh, we will get to this day in Oilers history when we return, and it's kind of a strange story, but it involves Craig Muni. This is Oilers Now. Hi, this is Mike Smith from your Edmonton Oilers, and you're listening to Oilers Now with Bob Stoffer on 630 Chet. I met Mike uh, a couple years ago down in Red Deer at the Battle of Alberta Golf Tournament for the Children's Advocacy Center, and he did a great job that night. That was an awesome event. Uh, Terry Lowen, Al Sims, those guys raised like six or $700,000 um, to support at-risk kids. It was an, just a... A real uh, cool experience to be a part of. And uh, Mike, was uh, he's got a great personality. Uh, Bob, the arena's been cold for the last two years, says a text at 6.30, 6.30. You've had it pretty easy for far too long. That comes to us from Northside Mike. Well, Mike, I am from the south side. Uh, this text comes to from us from a really confident guy, Tiny Ted. You have to be a confident man if you're calling yourself Tiny Ted. Bob, there's four Western Canadian teams, you silly goose. I meant the three teams in the Pacific Division. Uh, Nathan and Beaumont says, Bob, not sure your song selection, another one bites the dust, to open after the last break was real wise, considering we're talking about the Oilers opening season tonight. Uh, again, you could text us at 6.30, 6.30. One more here at a high prairie. Bob, if you had to ballpark Ethan Bear's future, uh, let's say uh, Jordan Tutu had a long NHL career, wasn't the most skilled, but made it nonetheless. And then let's say Reggie Leach, who was not only a First Nations legend, but also a Flyers legend uh, from a long time uh, listener out of High Prairie. Well, yeah, that's quite the range. Uh, Reggie and Jordan Tutu were about as diametrically opposed as players as they were. I'll, I'll say this about uh, Jordan Tutu. He was one tough player. He could knock you out. All right, uh, we are going to go to this day in Oilers history and talk about a guy who could knock you out as well. And he was a good dude, too. This day in Oilers history is brought to you by New West Travel. Join Oilers now on two great road trips coming up in the second half of the season, Chicago and Tampa. The Tampa trip includes five-night Caribbean cruise. For reservations, call New West Travel. Go online at newwesttravel.com. All right, Mr. Escott, what are you bringing? Back in 1986, the Oilers send defenseman Craig Muni to Buffalo in a cash deal. He's then traded to Pittsburgh the next day and back to the Oilers on October 6th. He would go on to play seven seasons with Edmonton, winning the Stanley Cup in 1987, 88, and 90. Yeah, he played hard. Uh, if you had him on your team, you loved him. And if you didn't have him on your team, you hated him. Because he was a destroyer of knees is what he was. I mean, he was a guy that would step up and hurt guys with hits. Uh, terrific guy off the ice as well, Craig Muni. So, uh, 
And that whole spiel there, what happened is the Oilers basically needed to circumvent the waiver rules at that time. So that's why Muni was traded to Buffalo in a cash deal, uh, sent to Buffalo, and then Buffalo moved him to Pittsburgh and then back to the Oilers. It all had to do with uh, finding a way to, to get Muni on the roster as of October the 6th. So good stuff there uh, from you, Mr. Escott. Tonight... An extended show. Uh, Reed Wilkins, Rob Brown are going to drop the puck. They're going to have Wayne Gretzky on the show in the first hour, as well as Bob Nicholson from Studio 99. Uh, sometime uh, I'll uh, join them as well a little bit later on uh, with Jack Michaels. Uh, and then we've got the puck drop at 8 o'clock. The Oilers and the Vancouver Canucks. Tomorrow, how good is tomorrow's show? For our friends at Canadian Power Pack, Alberta's leader in electrical construction and service, electrical prefabrication and solar, Brian Burke. Oh, yeah. Louis DeBrusque, who's working tonight's broadcast as well. It's a pretty good Thursday show. Up next, a news weather traffic update with Eileen Bell, followed by the 6.30 Chad Afternoons with Jalen Nye. So long, everybody. Talk to you just after 6 o'clock. Oilers Now with Bob Stoffer, Weekdays at noon on Oilers Radio, 630 Chad.